Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app/breadbox. Welcome to Holy Smokes Catholic Review, your weekly dose of good cigars and the good news. This podcast is brought to you by St. John Vianney Catholic Church in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Incensing the temple today, Father Scott Mansfield, pastor and former rock radio DJ, Tony Willemitis, the guy who knows everything, and Will Tapia, the guy who thinks he knows everything. Now, here's your host, Father Scott. It is Holy Smokes Catholic Review, Father Scott, and I'll be getting right to the gospel here in a second. Uh, We are recording on the uh, week after, this is the week after... Uh, yeah, exactly one week after the election. And uh, yeah, I guess we still don't know the winner, even though they say Biden, whoever they are. But uh, yeah, maybe some shenanigans going on. Could be. So we'll find out. Uh, I prophesied uh, a Trump victory, but uh, was I right or wrong? I guess we just don't know yet. William, on the other hand, gave a thumbs up to Kanye West. But uh, that didn't pan out too good. So we will see. All right, let's get right into the gospel before we do anything else. Uh, Yeah, we have some cigar reviewing later on in this podcast and some other stuff. So to the gospel, this is from the 32nd Sunday of Ordinary Time and Matthew 25, 1 through 13. So here it is. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them. But the wise brought flask of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. Well, while they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him, and the door was then locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. There you have it, the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, so um, the first thing I want to comment on before I get into the gospel is uh, the second reading. So if you went to Mass, or maybe you watched it online, or you can look it up, it's 1 Thessalonians. So this Protestant idea of, and I'm not going to read the text, but this Protestant idea of a rapture, I think is easily refuted 
by one good reading of 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. So I'll leave that up to you to check that out. Uh, But, you know, this idea of the rapture uh, is not certainly not a Catholic teaching. Uh, This teaching is really only about 200 years old. Uh, Protestant sort of an idea, 200 years old, but not certainly not a teaching of the earliest uh, church uh, or the early church. So, you know, uh, what we hold on to as Catholics, 2,000 years of teaching. Well, this idea of the rapture uh, just, you know, it doesn't jive. Okay, so uh, any case, you can check that out uh, from Thessalonians and um, see for yourself, okay? Uh, and I do want to mention, before I get into the gospel, that uh, the first reading was taken from Wisdom, okay? And we hear today about the five wise virgins and the five foolish virgins. So the uh, first reading speaks to us, again, about wisdom, okay? Well, having said that, you know, what is wisdom? Well, wisdom is knowledge, uh, but it's also knowledge from experience. Uh, it is also understanding because a person can know something and not understand. You know, I know that when I turn on my radio there's or my television, I get a picture. Or if I turn on the radio, I get a sound signal. Okay, I get, a, I, I get sound, I get music, I get talk, you know. Um, and you say, well, how is this? Well, I know that there are sound waves coming from some source. I don't know if it's the mountain, you know, with the towers up on the mountain or whatever. So it's, or some satellite. I just know I get a picture or I get sound and uh, I don't understand it, but I just know, okay. Uh, I don't get all the science. Okay. Uh, I think it was an Elton John song, right? All the science I don't understand. It's just my job five days a week. So in any case, um, we can know something and not understand it. So wisdom, there is, there's knowing, there's understanding, uh, insight. Okay. And from experience. Okay. So, uh, there is worldly wisdom. And sometimes this worldly wisdom is known as street smarts. Okay. But, um, so like to know, like, just things, right? So I can read, I can read in a book. I can know not to put my hand to a hot stove because I read about it in a book. So as I was reading the book, the book said, do not stick hand to hot stove uh, else uh, there'll be, you know, lots of screaming and you'll burn yourself and then be sent to the ER uh, for surgery or whatever. So um, now it's quite a different thing for me to know uh, not to stick my hand on the stove because I've done it, okay? And uh, I felt the pain of it, and I had to go to the ER and all of that, okay? So uh, it's quite different for me because of this experience to know, okay, not to stick my hand. And I'll tell you this, if I've done it, if I've experienced it, then uh, even less chance of me sticking my hand on the stove again than you know if I just read about the pain of it in a book, Okay, does that make sense? So, you know, that's kind of like a worldly wisdom thing. So we grow in our our knowledge, understanding, insight, and, you know, this experience, okay? So uh, any case, when, when we're dealing with God, we're, we're dealing and, and uh, with, with, with um, godly wisdom. And what is that? Well, that's knowledge and also understanding um, of the ways of God. Okay, and by the way, I mentioned these things, you know, wisdom, understanding, knowledge. Aren't these gifts of the Spirit? Yeah, they are. Okay, so uh, we're, we're, we're people who, if we live in the Spirit truly and we pray for these gifts, the Holy Spirit gives us these gifts. Okay, so wisdom, knowledge, understanding. And when it comes to godly wisdom, it is knowledge, but not just knowledge, because, you know, there's people that know exactly what the Bible teaches. There's people who know exactly the Ten Commandments or the teachings of the church, uh, but don't take them to heart. They don't really have an understanding. Um, and some really don't care to. Okay. So, um, and, you know, by the way, St. Augustine, you know, his mother prayed all those years for his conversion. Well, he had two his first conversion was an intellectual conversion where he, you know, he knew 
Uh, but later on, he had a heartfelt conversion where he integrated and and took all those things. It became a part of him, the, the teachings, okay? So he took it all to heart. So he had those two conversions, a mind conversion and then a heart conversion, okay? So um, that was St. Augustine. So for us, in, in you know, as, as, as people of the Spirit, okay, we have... We, we have this knowledge of the ways of God, but then uh, to understand it, okay? And then, too, it grows from our experience. Uh, a lot of times, you know, when we fall into some kind of sin and we know the horror of it all, uh, just how it leads to no place. And then when we grow, think about it, those experiences. And then the next time we're faced with that temptation, no, I've been there before. It was no fun. Thank you very much. Guess what? That's wisdom. Knowing God's ways, understanding, and also understanding uh, what it means to live or to act contrary to the Lord's will and his law. Okay, you get this? Okay, and then from this, we grow prudent. And and that's something we're so lacking is prudence, okay? So uh, in case, in, in this gospel today, we hear about the five uh, virgins, five wise, and then five foolish um, now, let me explain this. It has to do with the wedding feast, okay? And a long time ago, right around the time of Jesus. So weddings were quite different then than they are now, because now there's a start time. Wedding begins at 1, ends at, you know, one one forty-five or 2. Wedding might start at 6, gets over at 7, then everybody goes to the reception. Well, my understanding is in the old times, the uh, party and these the celebrations could go on for days, but the party would all assemble at the home of the bride's father. So the bride's father's house. Okay. And the groom would go off to a, a distant place by himself and he would pray and he would prepare and the wedding didn't begin until he arrived and he didn't tell and he would not tell anyone okay when he was going to arrive so he might be gone a day or two days or a week okay so he would be away and he might show up in the morning at midday late afternoon in the evening he might show up at 1:30 in the morning or 2:30 in the morning and if that were the case, these young maidens, the virgins, would line the streets with their lamps. They had oil lamps. Okay? And when one would catch sight, if the bridegroom came, like, say, at 3 o'clock in the morning, the one virgin would catch sight of him, and she would shout down the street, the bridegroom, he's coming. And then the next uh, virgin, hearing it, would shout down the street to the next virgin and all the way down to the house. And then once the bridegroom arrived, everybody went into the house and once inside, the father of the bride shut the door and locked it. And no person who came in or came to the door after everybody was inside was allowed. Once the door was locked, that was it. Nobody was getting in. Okay? Now, what does this have to do with us? Well, it has to do with our, I guess, passing, or better yet, our the day we meet Jesus face to face either when he returns again in glory or most likely for most of us or all of us, uh, well, these days, who knows, but the time we pass from this life and enter into the next. So this said, all right, so when I was a kid, like say 12 years old, uh, you know, I have a knowledge. When you're 12, you have knowledge that you're going to one day die, but it's so far in the distance, you know, you don't really grasp. And then you get older past 50, and uh, it's different, right? You become more aware. And then two, when you look back at the near misses or the close calls, <laughs> I've had some close calls. So you begin to think of or look at things differently, all right? And this is to its wisdom, all right? So now I have a knowledge of my passing, but... Uh, with each passing day, it becomes more and more of a reality, and I understand, and since uh, I understand and I know, um, and if I'm filled with godly wisdom, then I know that at every moment I must be prepared for that moment when I see the Lord face to face. For 
just as the virgins in the story we have today for this past weekend. Uh, the virgins did not know when the bridegroom was going to arrive. Uh, you and I do not know that day or the hour. Jesus said it at the tail end of this gospel. You and I do not know uh, the time of our leaving this place, this life, and seeing him face to face. Okay, so godly wisdom then tells us that we must always be prepared. That is, in a state of grace. All right, so, and what is it that, that separates us from God? What is it that that causes us to not be in a state of grace, but a state of sin? Well, it's sin, mortal sin. Mortal sin kills the soul because it separates the soul from God. So we must be in union with God by grace. Therefore, we must strive every day to live in his grace, to be in a state of grace. So listen, if you're a person and uh, let's say you haven't, let's say you've committed mortal sin and you haven't been to confession in a couple of years or five years or 10 years, what are you waiting for? Dude, get in the car, uh, drive to the church, find a priest, go to confession, come clean, get yourself in a state of grace and remain there. Remain in that state of grace, okay, and uh, try to avoid, you know, sin. And and, and look, it's, you know, uh, it's a rule. We uh, do good, seek to do good and avoid evil, okay? And um, so that's what we're called to do and to uh, fulfill the, the Lord's will and to do his works and to remain united to him by his grace so that when we do see him, it'll be a very happy reception. OK, so, uh, you know, it's the fool who is not prepared. And um, how many Catholics and Christians do you know haven't seen the inside of a church since, hmm, I don't know, Ash Wednesday? Don't have a prayer life, could care less about receiving the sacraments, live in sin. Okay, are they prepared to see the Lord face to face? I can't answer that, uh, but I think, you know what? Each person should examine himself or herself, the conscience, uh, and so come clean and make a good confession and uh, live and strive every day to live in the grace of the Lord. All right? So... That's pretty much it for uh, this uh, this Sunday's gospel of the past Sunday, the 32nd week, and a little chant on, uh, or chat on wisdom. Okay. All right, we got a cigar review coming up. Maybe game show. All right. Let's do this. Will and Tony, everyone. Hey, here hey. we are. That was a great first segment, Father. Did you like? Yeah, I loved it. On it wisdom, was really good. It was really spot on. That part about wisdom was yeah. was perfect. Yeah, well, yeah. it was all about wisdom. <laughs> I love the point when you talked about the gospel. It was really <laughs> and the uh, the the wise virgins versus the foolish ones. Are you being funny? Yeah, I'm trying to be. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Hey, you know what's not funny is it's uh, freezing cold. We do these uh, podcasts, you know, in the evenings, and it is freezing cold out tonight. It's it not, is unbelievable. It's not warm in here either. No, it's no. not exactly. But these jackets that we all are wearing right now, we can almost yeah. see our breath. It's unbelievable. Well, I can't. It, yeah, the, the I way mean, the weather changed so last so night got down to twenty eight. So we went. I think from from. Uh, in the matter of three days, like an unseasonably high temperature where it was 75, yeah. which for New Mexico in November yeah. is really weird. And then we had this huge cold snap, blow That's down right. from Colorado, 28 degrees last night. Wind was howling, you know? Yeah, totally. And not only that, but then it was, you know, the last couple of days, it could, the sun could get hot in the afternoon, but it's not doing that now. I feel like we're, we're definitely moving in the direction of winter. That's just the that's just the uh, the ticks on the on the bomb. Don't worry. Yeah, no, I'm I'm yeah. cranking the heat. <laughs> oh, that's he's a got a little uh, thermostat with uh, beeping sounds to it. He's cranking up the heat so we feel a little warmer. Well, anyway, it's getting colder, and hopefully soon enough we'll get some snow, and then yeah. we can all head up to the mountains and go skiing. And That'd Thanksgiving soon, coming up soon. Yeah, it is coming up. Hey, fifty mid fifties tomorrow, so I'll be on a golf course. Are you really? Can you handle that? You see, you're not, you're not, you, you kind of are a warm weather guy. Yeah. But I got to tell you, I'd rather play when it's 50 mid fifties uh -huh. than when it's 98 or 103. Really? Okay. All right. Well, that's my I hope that it works out good for you. Yeah. Oh, it's supposed to warm up right later this week. 60, yeah, 65. I think it's supposed think. to get back to normal, normal yeah. temperatures this weekend. I'd like to get back out to the river. I hope so. I've been, I've been celebrating mass outside mm -hmm. because we can't have mass inside. That's so. right. 
uh, yeah, the other day, not not today, but yesterday, you know, the wind was howling. It was cold. The wind, it was it was cloudy. Yeah. And the wind was howling, but I had mass. Whoop. And you know what I do? Because if you have the Saborium with the host in it, mm-hmm. well, the wind comes and it blows all the host out. So That'd be terrible. I went and got a uh, um, hairnet from Walmart or yeah. from Walgreens or wherever, uh-huh. CVS, wherever. Is that liturgical? Uh, no, but it keeps <laughs> the host from flying out. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I it suppose like, that could you, work. You know what I've seen, too, at the papal masses is like a, um, just like, uh, what is it, cellophane or the... Um, that uh, plastic wrap that you just put over the top. Right, Reynolds wrap. Yeah, yeah like a Reynolds wrap. You could try that too, Padre, mm-hmm. if you're hairnet. There you go. Idea. Yeah. And then you can also burn the cellophane, right? When you're done, you can yeah, burn Yeah, well, you can burn stuff. a hairnet too, I'm pretty yes, sure. you can. It probably smell like hair, maybe. Huh. I don't think, that's, I don't think that would happen. <laughs> that wouldn't happen. Aquanet would, would smell pretty funky if you burn <laughs> it. Aquanet. Aquanet. Yeah. You Remember get that, that stuff? Well, I know you get it too close to the to the candles and yeah. kaboomy. Yeah, that's kaboomy, bad stuff. Kaboomy. I don't but use that's, it. Uh, so that's awesome, though. So attendance is staying strong? With yeah. The, uh, you're still doing daily mass, right? Daily and Sunday mass? Yeah, Out daily there. mass outside, Sunday mass outside. We had a lot of people. Yeah, you were saying last week you were getting like 80, right? Well, actually, we had outside at the 10 o'clock, we had about 150, 60. Wow. Oh, praise God. That's awesome. And then 100 over 100 at the 12 o'clock mass. And then everyone else, you know, uh, either watches uh, online or or does something else. I don't know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Hmm. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening somewhere where you still have public mass every Sunday, give uh, give some extra prayers at Thanksgiving this Sunday, you know, and pray for all your friends in the uh, Archdiocese of Santa Fe, you know? But we'll yeah. get through it. We'll persevere, right? Well, the cases are just going. I know, yeah. Through the roof. I think today we had 1,400 in New Mexico. Yeah. We're spiking, so we'll see, you know, what further shutdowns we might have. Um, hey, uh, they're advising we get flu shots. Now, I know Tony's answer to the question. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask a question. You do know that answer. I know the answer, uh, Tony's answer, but Will, are you going to get a flu shot? Yeah, yeah, I, I get a flu shot every year, you know. Mm-hmm. I, um... My family generally is pretty high risk, um, with just even outside of COVID-19, just in general, you know, a lot of my family, um, has different immuno issues and things like that. So, um, yeah, one year, you know, I'll never forget going to the doctor, didn't do it. And she kind of scolded me about it. She's like, you know, it's important with the, uh, the folks you hang out with. So, well, especially, especially now they say, because, uh, if you do get the flu, then your immune system is compromised. And if, you know, your body is fighting the flu and then you get coronavirus on top of it, then you don't have a, an immune system to fight the coronavirus. Yeah. That's yeah. what they're saying. Well, you know, and then it's just crazy, too, The uh, that news about the vaccine. That's I think that's pretty exciting, a 90% of efficacy vaccine. Uh, they, they're talking about rolling it out here in December, that's potentially, Pfizer. which would be really cool. And, yeah. and, and by the way, for, for people who are freaking out, uh, there are no aborted baby parts in the Pfizer vaccine. Mm-hmm. None. That's yeah. good. No aborted baby parts. Which, of course, is for people who are wondering what you're talking about. So, so some of them... So these vaccines use like a protein, um, and this protein is where the uh, the virus, viral particles, I'm not a scientist or biologist, but it's where the viral particles can grow and kind of develop and stuff like that. So some vaccines use a um, like a chicken embryo, uh, like so an egg basically, right? They use a protein from a chicken embryo in the egg. Uh, some vaccines use uh, like an artificial protein. You know, we hear a lot about like the Beyond Burger, where it's a plant-based protein. So some are using that, and then some very unfortunately um, use an aborted baby um, protein, which is just totally sickening. Um, so yeah, so that's that's awesome about Pfizer not yeah. using that. Yeah. So uh, they're looking. They're thinking what in the next couple of months, maybe. Yeah. That's a yep. big game changer right there. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and see how it affects you guys first. Yeah, we'll come in here with another head. <laughs> that'll, that'll <laughs> Make do the sure podcast. you guys survive it for a couple months at least. Yeah. Before I um, decide to go in on that. Well, yeah. you know, to that point. I don't want to be a guinea pig. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know who they're doing these trials on. Are they doing trials on humans? Do we know that for a fact? What <laughs> yeah. if they're doing them on chimps? I'm not a chimp. No, they're doing don't answer. Them, it. Don't say it, anything. It's human persons that they have to test it yeah, on human we, persons. That's what they tell us. I'm going to wait and see oh, if you grow a, are your, I'm so, going to wait and see if you grow a second head once you're you get You're a fear monger. I'm not, I'm not mongering any fear. I'm just <laughs> claiming my own position. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so, you know, we're trying to stay distant and all that, but, you know, at the restaurant. So last night we were at Matucci's. 
Okay, so mm-hmm. um, we were. Well, you know, we, we were. Well, you know, we had that friend in from Washington, Sarah, right. and so she she Shout was out to Sarah. Yeah, and then she's she driving back today to Washington yeah, and working politics. Yeah, so Washington D.C. So she's driving back, and so last night we you know we had a little drink, and uh, so I sat. You know, I had my my glass of vino because I enjoy my glass of vino, mm-hmm. and um, so this other lady that was there, she set her glass of wine right next to my glass, and so I'm drinking wine, and I'm like, oh, uh, oops. I dr- took two swigs from her uh, wine glass. Really? And you're still alive? Yeah. No coronavirus. Well, they say it has an incubation period of I two know. weeks. <laughs> I'm freaking out, dude. I'm freaking out. And I'll be quarantined here pretty soon. So. Yeah. Freaking out, man. That's pretty funny. Well, yeah. Shout out to Sarah and Safe Travels Home. We ho- we pray the best for her. Yeah. And uh, we actually show, show back up at the tobacco review, in fact, because she had... Yeah. introduced us to a clove uh, cigarillo. That's not um, that's not cigar smoke. Well, says the guy no. who didn't have one. It's not uh, yeah, cigarette. There's a reason I didn't, the guy have, didn't one. have one. What? Granted, it's not it's not it's not exactly what you'd think of. I cigars. smoke cigars, not uh cloves. But they, well, it wasn't just clove. Like they make a they make a cigarette form, like a cigarette style form. Let me just be clear. It is not a cigarette. It's a cigarette style and then and then they have a cigarillo style. Yeah. But they're all clove. Although there are people who do smoke them like cigarettes. Really? I have a, they I have inhale a, and I have a friend of mine who smokes like a cigarette, but these things are like heavy duty, man. I don't know how you could do that, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's quite a flavor. I'll have to say having tried it but hey, more so, about um, that later. Yep. Listen, uh, just, uh, for everyone, uh, Josh, our friend who joins us on Tuesday nights for mm-hmm. cigars, yeah. he's passing tonight cause his father or his grandfather, that is, is, uh, in hospital. So oh, no. We want to pray for uh, Josh's, just remember that, Josh's grandfather. Yeah, we'll, we'll offer up prayers okay. um, all this week. Yeah. For Josh's grandfather. Wow. And for so, Josh and his family. I had a root canal this afternoon. Oh, you did? Yeah. How'd that go? Well, I'm speaking. I'm sitting here. And That's I, pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. The, I, the, I think the drive was more painful. Uh, just through the traffic and everything. Yeah. And so this doctor, he's young. I, the kid looks, he looks like a teenager. Yeah. A young Jewish guy, and he was telling me about you know his family and the Hasidic Jews and so on, and yeah. and um, and just a young dude. And I tell you, this dude, I didn't even. I it was like amazing. I felt no pain whatsoever. Really, uh, because he was doing his job, or because you were so entranced in the conversation? No, well, he was telling me about all this as he was operating on me, and yeah. I was just taking it in. And wow. I'm just waiting. I'm clutching the. You know, the arm chair, uh, the chair arms, right? Just yeah. expecting. Waiting for the pain. Waiting for the pain, and it None, never came. Never was wow. there. Wow. He and then he good. says, that's it. We're done. And I'm like, so they, uh, so they numbed you up and everything? Oh, yeah. Let me see your face. Do you have like one of those swollen faces? No, it's not swollen. Oh, it looks, dude. Oh, what's wrong with your face, man? Oh, stop. <laughs> it's so grotesque from this angle. <laughs> um, what, am I looking like you now? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, That's but funny. Uh, his name is Rob, and I don't know his last name. But uh, <laughs> you don't know on. your dentist's last name. No, this is no because they look. They it's a they refer. My dentist referred me. My dentist says he, he doesn't like doing, or she doesn't like doing root canal. So sent me to this other guy, and uh, he's the guy who did it. So I never met him before, Very and he cool. was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Where's Tony going? He's just up and walks out. Door's locked. Where, yeah, is he? What's he doing? Is well, somebody knocking he says at the he's door? He get something from his car real quick. Oh. We'll be back in a second. But uh, no, so I'm glad you're glad you're feeling better. So they just did like the local anesthetic. They didn't like hop you up on some crazy <laughs> painkillers or whatever. No. Uh, no. What is it the uh, laughing gas? Is it thing they No, I thought they would and they didn't. That's good. I love that laughing gas though. That's good stuff. I mean, I don't I don't know that do they do that anymore? I don't think I they don't, do well, laughing gas anymore. I don't know. But it was but well, I've had it a few times and it yeah. was fun. You do because you it's they put the headphones on and you just kind of zone out. Oh, they do. What do they play in the headphones? Led Zeppelin? No, no, not AC/DC? this time around. I'm talking about way back when. This time, no. Uh, they were playing <laughs> rap music. David Bowie. <laughs> no, they were playing rap music though through the really? speakers. Yeah. See now, what would be good? I'm not, I'm I'm obviously not advocating for drugs or anything, but like, you know, leaning back into a root canal, getting on that laughing gas, put on some David Bowie. Yeah. Ground control to Major Tom. Hey, they're, just they, zoning they're, out. they're calling for snow in 15 minutes. 
Oh, cool. Just in case you're wondering. I just went and got my phone. They're not so calling. So I can look at the... Dude, uh, why, are you, why are you so out of breath from walking yeah, to your car? It's cold out there. I'm out of breath. <laughs> uh, you know what that's a sign of, short of breath. What, you know what no, that right? is? Coronavirus? Probably it's it's all good. I probably had it like three times already. Um, <laughs> you are, what you doesn't are, kill you makes you stronger, You are right? patient zero in New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I really like, though? I really like the warmth of my little casita where I live. When I come home at night and it's all snugly warm and the... Yeah. Heaters blowing, and you get up underneath the covers. <laughs> that is awesome. So I that like, is like to, the best feeling in the world. So I, I enjoy, you know, I love sleeping when it's cold out. So mm-hmm. I open the windows. So I open the That's windows. Weird. So it's my like, windows are open. Keep the virus. Weird. Keep it virus free. Well, and then I, I just have lots of blankets, and I, I love that when it's cold outside. Yeah. So. That explains why the heating bill is so high. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. My seniors always so, complaining about the so, heating bill. So my, uh, so my neighbor who gets up at three o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and he and he builds fire. All right. So all the smoke comes, and he's right next door, and the smoke right into. So at two thirty this morning, three three thirty, whatever. I'm like, what is there a fire outside? And it's him, you know. So, so I'm he makes breathing. a fire in, in his house, and, and it, then it and comes it travels over to your house. into my house. Oh, I see. I thought you were telling me that, that he <laughs> wakes up at 3 a.m. to build a bonfire in his front yard. No. That's what I was imagining. No, it's just in his fire pit, but all this, you know, the billowing out of the chimney and wow. right into my room. I have to tell you, though, so I went for a run this afternoon, and, uh, man, so there's nothing like the smell of pinon wood burning in a fireplace. Mm. It, it's, it is distinctly different. You know, r- running through, God, man, like running through the bosky, all the leaves are orange, you know, they're crunching under your feet, cool breeze whipping through, and just the smell of a pinon fireplace is like one of the sweetest joys in this life. That's I think a so. Bit of it really there, is. But you know, that's the thing. Another thing about New Mexico, for all its faults, uh, you know, just the smells. Would you have say? faults? Yeah, for all its faults. You want me to go down the list? No, I know. That's your favorite thing to do is to go down the list of our faults. Wait a minute. You were just telling that that young friend of ours. Sarah? Yeah, who was in town visiting the parish and so forth. You were just telling her all the awesome things about it. I told her the good things. I I, I haven't yet got to the... What if she's listening to this podcast? She said she will listen to this podcast. She said she was. Yeah, so you can't say anything bad about New Mexico now. Yeah. Okay, so she listen, you. listen, but okay, forget the forget all the faults, okay? Jeez, Louise. <laughs> but the smells in fall time, I mean, yeah. you know, you got the roasted chili, the, right. the, yeah. the the pinon, pinon, yeah, firewood, firewood, that's right, you know, and then in Chris the summertime Aaron. when it rains and the whatever that that bush is, that is it purple sage that sets off that that smell, you know, that you know what I'm talking about? Maybe juniper? I don't know, but it smells so good when it rains here. It's just so amazing. It is amazing. I don't know what kind of plant you're talking about, but but it's I would something, agree. right? Something that's out there in the desert. Well, I always smell like wet rock. Yeah, I, that's what I smell. But oh, do you? I've learned to enjoy the smell of wet rock, even though it's a little, it's a little offensive at first. But then, like you learn to appreciate it because living in the desert, you realize how important water is. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's like I a got a musty. Yeah. I got a, a, speaking of rock, I have a bone to pick with both of you. Okay. What's that? Okay. Because I was told by Don Bolas, historian, concerning the <laughs> volcano, Hamas, <laughs> which is a super volcano. You look it up. It's one yeah, of the no. super volcanoes. Okay, all right. Yellowstone's another one. Uh-huh. Okay. That geologists have found rock, pieces of rock. That they believe came from this mountain. And what? why are you picking a bone with us? Because last night I brought it up and I was roundly mocked. <laughs> so wait, so so are you telling us that you, between last night and this moment, you called Don Bullis to reconfirm what that, that or are you just repeating it from last night? No, I'm, I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> He's repeating it from last night. That's what's going on. No, but I was roundly mocked. <laughs> I think you should call, phone a friend, call Don Bullis right hmm. now. For the record, I was squarely mocking you. But that's possible, right? Because it goes into the atmosphere and upper, <laughs> uh, outer space, and then it comes back. Well, yeah, I mean, to find rock. I mean, goes into outer space and then comes back. <laughs> I don't know if it goes into outer space. Maybe like the stratosphere or something at a low level. But I mean, I guess debris, like to find rock. I mean, like it would have to stay aloft long enough. Yeah, like pieces of rock to travel. We're in not talking about big boulders. I'm not talking about big boulders, but probably yeah, I mean, little. No, that, that makes total sense. So the rock. It gets blown up from New Mexico, goes 
out into outer space, does a loop around the sun, and flies straight back and then lands in Canada. I think it makes total sense, Father. It doesn't sound outlandish at all. But I'm just telling you, Dawn Bolas told me this, <laughs> that they found pieces of rock that came from the eruption in Jemez in quite New Mexico. When did the, when did the Jemez volcano erupt? I don't know. You could look it up. It's, it's, it's erupted many times. When it's was, erupted a bunch of times. Well, like how long ago are we talking? Thousands of years? Uh, yeah, it's been a... Yeah. And it's still considered an active volcano, but... Really? Well, yeah. yeah. So, that's, so we have all those hot springs up there in Hemis. Okay. Okay. Yeah, which are all fed by the um, magma springs. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that mm-hmm. would be. Yeah. The lava? Lava. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every now and then, I right? I guess I hadn't ever put that together. Yeah. That makes yeah. a lot of sense now, why there's hot springs up there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll get... We'll get like... Um, little earthquakes and things like that. Um, I mean, nothing compared to California, right? But but we do have like um, seismic activity in New Mexico because of yeah. all that stuff. And of course, right here in Albuquerque to our west, we have the the three sisters volcanoes out there. It's true, yeah. You know, it's a very old land. Very but did you ancient. know? Did you know something about those volcanoes? The the three sisters out on the west side of Albuquerque. What? So they were going to. They were considering. Uh, building, I think, putting the prison out there or something. Okay. And Side so in any case, they, so they, they were looking for water and they found water, but when it came out, it was 250 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. So that means there's something still gurgling down there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's pretty hot. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've stuck my hands into some hot water <laughs> in a sink or two Yeah. in my day and it Ouch. felt like 250 degrees. Yeah. I think somebody... Forgot to uh, regulate their hot water temperature on their sink. Yeah. You ever go to somebody's house, like you're staying there, you're the house guest, and and it's like the water in the shower is, it's like super cold, and all of a sudden it gets like boiling hot. Yeah. And then it's cold again. Right. Or and if you, you don't, or you if you don't know which way to turn the knobs to. Well, no, you, you just, there's just, there's no happy medium. Um, yeah. like over at uh, Marcel and Melanie's house in Phoenix, <laughs> just, Arizona. Poor Marcel just and cr- Melanie. Crap it on Marcel. And <laughs> I Melanie. guess you're never going to stay there again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? That's pretty funny. <laughs> hey, speaking of rocks in the atmosphere, I do have a little rock quiz for you guys. Mm-hmm. Or actually, more of a get to know you rock quiz. So, rock series question? of questions. Aerosmith. That's the answer. Aerosmith. Um, ACDC. It might, those, Ted Nugent. Those all might be possible answers. Okay. okay. But if whenever you're ready for it, we can. And, uh, oh, is this our is this our official quiz? That'll be well. It's your get to know you quiz that we kind of have okay. done in the last few weeks. All right, let's do it. You want to go into it? Yeah, let's the do McBee it. Okay, minute. this is not the McBee minute. Although, shoot, actually, excuse me, I might have one of those too. Okay. I think, or did we do them already? No, I think we did it. When we did a McBee minute a while back when no, I was on last tonight, but not tonight. Um, these are these are Joe's juxtapositions, actually. Okay, let's, let's and, hear uh, it. They're all based in the category of rock preferences. And, of course, you know, Father, we were talking last night at dinner about your your past as a rock radio DJ. And here we are talking about rocks flying through the atmosphere. I figured that would be a good segue. Okay, you ready for it? Both For both of you, all these questions. Boston mm. or Chicago? Oh, easy. Chicago. Mm, never been to Boston. I've only been to Chicago, so I'll take Chicago. Gotta go with Chicago. Yeah. Although Boston, I feel like, would be fun to go to. But we were thinking of more of like the bands. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's outstanding. Uh, okay. Uh, I guess Chicago. <laughs> Yeah, what would so what 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 would be your location preference? <laughs> you know what's funny is that he definitely thought it was the cities too. No, <laughs> he definitely thought it was the cities. No, I I, I know I know yeah no I knew. Now if right. it were the cities, I would choose Boston over okay. Chicago. Yeah, 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 fair enough. All right, second uh, question: Knocking on heaven's door or stairway to heaven? We may have already had this going uh, before. Uh, yeah, whose version? Yeah. Uh, so Dylan's knocking on heaven's door or Zeppelin's stairway to heaven? Mm, that's gonna... a tough one. Can I have a tie? I yeah, like both. You can have a tie. It's not what you said the last time. Yeah, what didn't you say that the stairway to heaven, Father? That didn't you say that it was like a little overrated? Yeah, he did say that. And you really like knocking on heaven's door not, by I, Dylan. Better. I love both of them. I didn't say stairway to heaven was overrated. Or, and in fact, okay, uh, here's here's one for you: the live version from uh, the song remains the same of stairway to heaven, or the, stu- the studio version. <laughs> Song remains the same always. Yeah, the live version's killer. Okay, so That's I will better. take, however, knocking on heaven's door. Okay, what did you say, Will? Yeah, I would do Sarah to Heaven. 
Okay. For sure. Right okay. on. Sympathy for the Devil by the Stones or Running with the Devil by Van Halen? Um, I would always choose the Stones over. Yeah, but you know Van what? Halen. There's something about the title, Sympathy for the Devil, that I don't listen to it because yeah. I just feel guilty listening to okay, it. Okay. That's fair. Is that actually true? Are you just saying that for I the podcast? A, I think that's appropriate. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a tough one, man. I I would probably go sympathy as well. Yeah, see, I was never a Van Halen fan. Yeah, I met him. Right, Sammy Hagar, by the way, the nicest guy I've ever met. Really? Yeah, but uh, never was really into the whole Van. This is the bombastic guitars. I'm really yeah. not into. I, I like you know Keith Richard and you know and Ronnie Wood. I like that raw bluesy kind of right thing going on. Yeah, cool. All right, next one: Electric Light Orchestra. ELO, ELO. Mm-hmm. or Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, ELP. ELP. Uh, you know, I'm going to pull the millennial card. I don't know who those people are. <laughs> that doesn't Tark- surprise Tarkus, me. Tarkus, one of my favorite yeah. albums. I would have. Uh, I would vote for ELP as well. Oh, man. I was kind of raised. Tarkus. In fact, um, Carl Palmer, who's, who is the Palmer of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, mm-hmm. is a drummer. Yeah. And uh, he used to play for the band Asia. Yeah. One of my favorite bands growing up. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Fantasia? Like on no, Disney? No, Asia. No, Asia. <laughs> Asia. You're... You're dismissed. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Beatles White Album or Metallica's Black Album? Oh, come on. White Album. Beatles. <laughs> Black Album. Oh, snap. I, uh, oh, don't get me wrong. Uh, I love the Beatles. I love the Beatles. But there's just something about some good Metallica. Right? You know what I mean? It's true. Yeah. Was that Sandman? Was that on Black Album? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Their version of Mr. Right, Sandman. No. No. Dream me a dream. Well, the, boom, 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 boom. No, that's not that's not what the sound. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. <laughs> you know, I saw them live a couple years ago. Did you really? Metallica. So it's what's hilarious. This is a true story, by the way. I'm not kidding. So just so you know, James Hetfield, the the lead vocalist over there. Right. Hush, little baby. Like he has that funny way of singing. Hush, and then it gets on. It's like, thank you all so much, Albuquerque, for coming out tonight. You are so awesome. Thank you. This next song is called, you know. No kidding. <laughs> Kill them all. <laughs> and it goes into the, you know. That's crazy. I didn't know that about him. Well, you that know, that's awesome. funny about uh, uh, Zeppelin's drummer. You know, yeah. you know, they called him Bonzo and Big Beard and, you know, and looked yeah. like a Viking. And then in interviews, he was like that. Yeah. High-pitched you know? voice. Or... Yes. Well, we met back huh. in, you know, and it's funny. It's just that, like, it doesn't work. Right. That's so great. Because you expect, right? Well, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Deep yeah. voice. Intimidating. <laughs> That's probably why they have to have those voices. I know. When they when their... they start speaking and they sound like Will, I'm like, yeah. this is freaking Well, you know, but but even like, you think about like even ACDC, like, you know, Bon Scott doesn't sound like that in yeah. real life, right? Yeah. Like he doesn't sound like a, it's true. you know, bag well, of rocks being well, dragged dead across now, so. Well, you know, you know what I mean? It doesn't sound like a bag of rocks. You know, gravel. I saw them. I saw them with Bon Scott. I know you did. And they opened up for Journey. So all these little girls, like these you know, teeny bopper girls were there to yeah. see Journey, but yeah. ACDC opened up yeah, and they were blown away. I mean, these girls were like in shock. They didn't yeah. know. And uh, so then when Journey came on, they opened up with the song Lights mm-hmm. after ACDC. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's a little I bit. I mean, halfway through the first song, my friends and I said, let's get out of here. Right. We left. Yeah. I'm not a Journey fan. Yeah. Well, yeah, there are a lot of fans out there, but I know, you're not I know. One of them. Look, I uh, there's I do. You know, you know, it's funny. I understand you know, it's that about there's... you know who is into Journey is this younger generation. Really, they're into it because their parents were into yeah. Journey. Yeah, I was, and they like inherited it. My kids would not it's be listening funny. to Journey. My kids would be into blues, Hendrix, Pink Floyd, ELP. Mm-hmm. You know, right on. All right, two, two, two more. Uh, Doobie Brothers or the Almond Brothers. Oh man, that's tough. I really like them both, but I'll take Almond. yeah, I'll take the Almond Brothers. I think it might go Doobie. Just they had a song called so Mountain Jam, forty-four minutes of just jamming. Wow! So when I was in radio, when we needed a cigarette break, you just threw that on. <laughs> and you go take a forty-five yeah. minute break. <laughs> yeah, you go outside and smoke for forty-five that's minutes. Awesome. All right, last one: the Eagles or the Birds? Oh, the Eagles. Eagles, yeah, yeah. Eagles as well. Yeah, I would. I would have to probably say the same. That's a great trivia. That was a good little matchup, dude. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. impressed. Stevie Ray Vaughan or Stevie Nicks? <laughs> <laughs> well, that you mean uh, in relationship to TikTok, or <laughs> you mean in all in actual music? Stevie Ray. I saw him six times in concert. Oh man. Yeah. He he really was. Uh, he's very good. He Amazing. can play that. Get 
guitar pretty good. Oh, he, dude. I bet he could play like the, like, I bet he could play on Eagle's Wings. We we smoke cigars. <laughs> he smoked the guitar. Dude. Dude, Stevie Ray is such dangerous. a legend, man. Amazing. Some of yeah. my favorite songs of all time. She's my sweet little baby. I'm, I'm a little lover boy. Sounds just like yeah, just like yeah. <laughs> you know, I was fooled. I'm like, indiscern- wow, that's amazing. Discernible. You, you, know? you, you need to go get a show in uh, Vegas, dude. I know. I, right? uh, I do Stevie Ray impressions on the weekends. Right. So that's awesome. my latest gig, by the way. Good. Stevie Ray Vaughan impressions. Okay, so now are we ready for our uh, are we ready for our tobacco review? Finally. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, so we were talking about the Jarums, and I wanted to mention those because that's probably the only thing I've smoked. More recently, since the last podcast I was on that I can think of, actually. Well, let me think this through. Yeah, that's all I can remember anyway. Um, what did we? What were we smoking out on your patio the other day? So we did. We had the... Um, I was smoking um, something uh, of my that I brought. Oh, I know what I smoked. It was the 97-point rated um, La Bijou by... Uh, my father's and uh, my father's mm. makes a really good, uh, well, several different cigars, but uh, this one was really long lasting, really tight pressed, box pressed um, wrap. And so my cigar was outlasting all the others because it was burning so evenly and slowly it tasted good. Um, and then I, and then, uh, like I said earlier in the program, we actually had the chance to try out these Jarums. Jarms. What I know I discovered about the jarms, besides being like this nice, rich clove flavor, which was kind of fun, um, a little bit sweet on the tip of the cigar, um, but you know it wasn't a really long cigar, so is you know wasn't going to last forever, and it's probably good that it didn't because that would have been a little too much. They're really rich in flavor, but what I realized because um, I was helping Sarah find them in the city because she said she didn't smoke cigars, but she smokes these little cigarillos, so I agreed as a pod, you know, as the podcast. Uh, dedicated to cigar smoking, I agreed to ask around town who had them. Every time I called a, a, a tobacco store to ask if they had them, they pronounced the the product differently. Each place pr- pronounced it differently. So some, so <laughs> I didn't know how to say the word because I think it's East Indian, isn't it? I, I want to I want to say it's East have Indian. No idea. Yeah. So it's D J A R U M, and I kept referring to them as jarums, but then people would be like, "Oh, you mean jarms? Oh, you mean darms? Oh, you huh. mean darums?" And I was like, "Yeah, I don't even know. I don't think anybody knows how to pronounce it right." Yeah. So there's well, my fun fact for the tobacco review. Well, what we were talking about last night about them, you know, and this is just something that I've repeated from somebody I heard it from. So I don't know if it's true, but I'm repeating it as if it is true. Um, is that, so clove, clove cigars. I mean, if you've ever had like a piece of ham on Thanksgiving or whatever that has a clove on it, little star shaped spice, yeah. kind of akin to cinnamon. I think it's in the same family, but if you ever bite into the end of that, like the little clove yeah. thing, it's like, it, it has like this numbing effect on the inside of your mouth. Not obviously the kind of numbing that father Scott had today during his root canal, huh. but, but kind of it, it has, it, it's just so spicy and such a shock of flavor. It like numbs, it feels like it numbs your tongue in that part of your mouth for a, right. for a moment. It's just this real intense flavor. So clove cigars obviously have cloves in them. And so what I was told is that, um, uh, I mean, it could have been tuberculosis or something like that. Something that affected, you know, the throat and the mouth is that these clove cigars, cigarillos was a, uh, um, a remedy to hopefully help kind of alleviate some of the pain yeah. with the clove, with the, the clove kind of numbing sensation, wow. you know, and, and they're, they're really, they're not bad. I mean, they're not, there's something that, uh, you know, if um, uh, if you're looking for a, a really quick smoke when you're out with your friends or and you're at a bar or something like that, you know, you don't want to devote to a whole, you know, cigar. These things are, are really not a, they're not a bad option. They're not, for me, a go-to. Right. But when I have the occasion, like maybe four times a year, maybe. Yeah. Uh, where I come into contact with one of them, it's not a, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, you nice know? little flavor. Nice. It was actually a nice little treat at the end of a meal. All right. So the cigarillo, I, I mean, this thing that you smoked, this clove. Yeah. Oh, please. Hey, can I can I review <laughs> yes. a real cigar? Yeah, we're ready for a real cigar. All right. So now. I had the CAO Flathead Steel Horse. Steel Horse. Yeah, it's about a uh, like a five, four or five inch cigar yep. and dark, dark skin. It is. And I can tell you this, amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing. 
get it. That's all. You know, it tastes like a cigar. Okay, right. Well, now I, I don't. Got... I don't taste. You know, mint. I don't taste uh, cinnamon. I don't taste. Uh, <laughs> you know, cedar or any of that. I just taste tobacco, and I can tell you, it was mighty tasty tobacco. Did that one the come? Flathead Steel Horse. Did that come in a little box? No. 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 The one I bought did. Remember that? Well, I yeah, got well, ripped when off. I showed you. I remember you yeah, talking about it. Mine came in yeah. a little, instead of a tubo, an, an aluminum tubo, it came in a, in a little cardboard box. But I remember that cigar very well. And you're right. It's amazing. It, it tastes, is. tastes like a really nice cigar. And where did you guys buy those cigars? I can't remember. I think it was a gift. Nice. Shocking. And I had it. You get all your cigars as a gift. No. You're the most cigar-spoiled person I've ever met. That's no, true. Not. You know who's not cigar-spoiled? Tony and I. Exactly. So if you Somebody, want to spoil Tony and Will, Yeah, but don't send her to the church. We've got to, like, covert the church yeah, mailing address. Exactly. Don't send He always to smokes the all our gifts before we can it's have true. them. true. I bet you that was a gift for us. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Father. It was since Tony got to enjoy the CEO that was for me. Right. To, to Will with love. Uh, there, There's another, um, and there's series of... Auto, like auto related cigar mm. names like the steel horse was probably one of my favorites so far there's a couple others out there they have a whole line like we've talked about the um the camshaft mm-hmm. the uh, v660 yeah mm-hmm. v660 right v- yeah. the car yeah v660 well car i haven't had i haven't had one yet that 554 stunk. i mean you know i haven't not had every one of these i've smoked these five have yeah. all been great yeah yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Really great line. Really Wicked great series. Consistent, yeah. Very yeah. cool. And I'm just working through, you know, I've talked about this last last week, but I'm still working through my same AJ Fernandez collection. Have not found a cigar um, that I didn't like in this collection, but be warned if you buy this collection. There's been multiple people uh, to say that, you know, on the Maduros, like the Ruination, which tends to, again, like I said last week, tends towards the Maduro side. You know, and you can tell by looking at it, the lighter the cigar, obviously, the less it trends towards a Maduro or like an Oscudo dark wrapper. But uh, some room notes from individuals I was smoking this cigar on. Doesn't smell good. The the Maduro, uh, I was smoking this Maduro. Somebody asked, uh, who's smoking a cigar that smells like... uh, like cow excrement was basically, you know, <laughs> what they were saying in uh, in uh, in a different way. If you catch my drift, huh. so uh, I obviously was not getting that uh, that smell. It was right. delicious. It was spicy. Had some really killer uh, uh, black pepper and like white pepper. Um, but uh, yeah, I wasn't so it getting tasted that. good, but it didn't smell good. Uh, is what I've been told. I I as a cigar smoker. Didn't notice it. I actually, I actually was there uh, when you were smoking one of those, and I maybe it's kind of like the sour crowd of cigars. You know? It might be the sour crowd. You're kind of like the taste. sour because <laughs> <laughs> it stinks, and then yeah, but it tastes good and it's sweet. Yeah, right. It's kind of like a sweet, uh, vinegary flavor to it, but then it doesn't yeah. smell very good. Yeah, you're right. Well, I'm, I mean, yeah, you were there. Did you notice it, or was it no, only I, until I, somebody I totally said no, it? No, I totally noticed it. Uh, each time I would like get into the wrong like secondhand draft of it. Yeah, and I would be like, "Wow, that's that's really pungent. It's remarkable." Hold on, what is happening? What are you over doing? Here? You can't ever give Tony junk for walking out during a podcast. You start playing us on <laughs> our know. own show. No, I was looking to see if we have any reviews. So, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, oh yeah, and so what I do notice about that though is it sticks into my clothes longer. Right. So like especially now in the winter time, you know, you wear you wear a zip up hoodie and you'll smoke a cigar. Usually you just put it out overnight, hang it up, let it let some air, you know, pass over it. Yeah. And it's fine the next day, but I'm noticing that from those really heavy Maduros that it's like, okay, I have to wash it every single time because it's just like the it really stays the scent yeah. is like, you know Yeah. So wow. that's my review, but I love AJ Fernandez. So very cool. That's yeah. the tobacco review. So it's- Speaking of reviews, yes. Do we have any reviews? Are there any to note? What do you, what do you did mean? You see oh, my segment? Yeah, no. Did you see oh, what I did? That, that review? No, I just looked and nothing. Yeah, no reviews. Oh, boo. Well, it's the COVID what going I, on. Uh, That's true. Well, you would what, think more people would be staying in though and listening to podcasts, even ones that might bore them. <laughs> like <laughs> so ours. Just babble about. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, uh, what I did want to say um, real quick was yeah. Some kind of interesting stuff. So for those of you who have been longtime listeners, you might remember that we had a very awesome guest. What was it? Two years ago, we had Dr. Jared Stout. Stout. From uh, from up in uh, Denver, yes, and he uh, he did this awesome presentation about like the Catholic history of brewing and beer drinking mm-hmm. and all this really awesome stuff. So we had him on the podcast, brought him in from Denver, 
Um, and he sat in and, and did our podcast. So it's just neat. I was looking on New Advent. He has this new article that some of our listeners uh, might like. It's called, It's Time to Return to What is Essential. One thing is only necessary, the mass. Mm. Ooh, sizzly, roasty topic. So take a yeah, look I, at Yeah, I saw that earlier today. Yeah, did so you I, read I, it? I, I saw that earlier today, that article. Did you read it? No, I just looked at the headline. Well, <laughs> well because, you. you know, I'm very busy. I was getting a root canal. Hello. <laughs> Plenty of time. As he scrolled through. Plenty of time. Just headlines only during his root canal. So anyway, so our listeners might get a kick of that, get a kick out of that. And then there's another article that I think is interesting, especially for today. So today, as we record this on Tuesday, uh, November the 10th, it is the feast of Saint, the dedication of St. John Lateran. No, it's not. That was yesterday. Oh, it was? Yeah, mm-hmm. today's St. Leo. Okay, okay. Well, I'm all over the map. So yesterday, Monday, was the Feast of St. John Lateran. So I have an interesting article by, um, this is uh, Father Raymond uh, de Souza. Mm. So he talks about why St. John Lateran and not St. Peter's Basilica is the mother of all churches in the world, which I found was really interesting. I right? saw that headline too. And I mean, you know, what's fascinating about it is, you know, when people think about Rome, when they think about the Pope, they think about the church. Probably 90% of all Catholics, if you ask them, hey, what's the what's the big deal? What's the main church? Everybody right away thinks of St. Peter's Basilica or yeah. the Vatican. Because it's, is... it's always on TV. Yeah. It's always on TV. That's where the cardinals meet, uh, obviously, at the, the Sistine Chapel. Are. Museums are there. The Pope lives there. He mm-hmm. does his Angelus addresses every Sunday. He has a general audience. So the whole activity is there, right? Um, but really and truly the, the foundation, the cornerstone of Christianity, of Catholicism, um, in Rome's earliest days draws its roots back to St. John Lateran, which it's kind of a weird name, right? St. John Lateran. Mm-hmm. Did you want to take the, the name or do you want me to? It's built on the Lateran Hill. And the family, right? Which is named after the family. Yep. Yep. Lateran family. <laughs> <laughs> Who donated their palace to the Pope to live in in 324. Okay. Which which is really interesting, right? So Pope's living there in 324, predates the Vatican and St. Peter's Basilica mm-hmm. living there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, from from my, uh, my reading of that article, um, the Pope uh, moved into St. Peter's Basilica and the Vatican as we know it today um, after he left Avignon, France in the uh in the mid 1300s right so that's 700 years wow but you know i mean hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years before that saint john lateran um and what's what's amazing about it too is that you know the lateran basilica because of its um prominence and providence um is one of the still i think probably you'd know this better than i would tony one of the most classically basilica churches that we have um, in the Catholic in the Catholic faith, right? Because of the Roman style basilica, so it's just built amazing. In the, built in the style of a true basilica, yeah. Because a basilica is not a Catholic building originally; it was a public building for mm-hmm. uh, this, the use of the Roman citizens. It was this big, massive. Think of more of like an indoor flea market or something like that, or an indoor food court. Like the, there was a lot of activity going on inside these Roman ancient Roman basilicas, including where you would pay your taxes, where you would file your uh, complaints to the court. There's a whole, and there's marketplaces inside of, so these buildings then were were taken and then co-opted as the structure for um, Roman Catholic, big Roman Catholic churches, like the one at St. John Lateran or St. Peter's, St. Mary's, and St. Paul outside the walls mm-hmm. in Rome. And so you'll see the structure, like it's not not a typical, not like what we as Western American Catholics think of as a typical Catholic church, big mm-hmm. open spaces, huge ceilings, um, nowhere to sit unless you bring chairs out <laughs> for people to sit on. Cause in the old days people wouldn't sit like during the, mm-hmm. the long, the long mass or the long liturgy, they would just stand and kind of roam around, um, praying the mass. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, that, all that aside, um, it's also good to note that if you ever do go to Rome and make a pilgrimage to make sure you go to St. John Lateran and the other three major basilicas, but St. John Lateran, because it is the actual seat um, of the Pope. Like, so every uh, Pope or every Bishop has their cathedral. So Pope as the Bishop of Rome is, has his um, cathedra, which is a Latin word for chair, has his chair at St. John Lateran Basilica. Mm-hmm. 
So that's his. Where he cathedral. makes official apostolic proclamations. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a big deal, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a there's a phrase um, of the chair or from the chair given at the throne, right? It would be a more lofty idea. Um, but this is essentially what that is, and it's neat because in that way, when you go into St. John Lateran, um, the apse of the of the cathedral, which is this kind of semicircular, spherical, round area in the back. So when you walk in, as Tony said, big, huge church, and in the very back, behind the altar, behind the tabernacle, big rounded back end, and then you'll see the big stone sedia cathedra um, chair. Yeah. Of, of the Pope, which is a pretty big deal, right? Yeah. Well, it? and also what's really cool over there is um, they have these, they have these huge, uh, like 20 foot statues of the apostles up and down the main aisle. And then just outside the Basilica, they also have the baptistry, which is this huge uh, baptistry uh, to do baptisms and much bigger than your, you know, than your modern, more modern Baptist baptism font. Yeah. And then right catacorn to all that is the building that houses the sacred stairs um, that come from mm-hmm. Pilate's Which palace. were recently uncovered. Which were recently uncovered for maintenance and cleaning and so forth. And so the people that were there at the time could actually make the ascent of those stairs on on their knees traditionally. Uh, they could actually do it on the marble that um, that composes the stairs. Most often they have like a wooden kind of barrier that goes over the top of the marble so the marble doesn't get worn down. But I've seen pictures when they did when they did uncover those sacred stairs that Jesus himself would have walked up and down during his trial. Um, that when they showed the actual marble, it was it had been worn down yeah. from the number of pilgrims that had ascended. Mm-hmm. And rem- mind you, they're ascending on their knees, right? So even just over the course of time, the reason they had to add protective layers, wooden layers to those steps, was because. Um, the marble itself was getting worn down by all yeah. of the traffic. I mean, it, it was so worn down in some pictures I saw that it actually like, cause you can see the knee divots and then the shoe tip divots yeah. on these steps. So in a couple of the points, um, the divots had worn all the way through the stair wow. from the past. And so That's it's crazy. no wonder that they were protected, but well, why can't they use like plexiglass so you can at least see the marble? You yeah. Know? yeah. I think they would like in the old construction, they might do something more modern now. I'd have, have no idea what the newest is, but um, they ha- even with the wood cover, um, they had little spots where there was plexiglass and you could see through to see what was underneath. Yeah, so they have they have points on the Scala Sancta um, of glass um, where it's where it said that Jesus um, dripped blood after he was scourged, and right. so um, they have those along the Scala Sancta, and then they have these windows, the bays on the front part of the um, right. stairs where you can actually put your hand inside. So they're open. Oh, really? So you can actually put your hand inside. I hadn't and touch remembered the that part. Yeah. But that does ring a bell now. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been there. Yeah. Been too long. But the, I mean the, the Oak, so it's an Oak covering that exists on it now. It's from, I think the 1750s or something. Nice. So, I mean the Oak itself is old and historic as well, but um, yeah. Cool. So some amazing things there in Rome. There was another piece I was going to mention about St. John Ladder, but I'm totally forgetting what it was. Um, Anyway, you know, you could, yeah, that's the thing about Rome. You could, you could seriously could spend like the first 10 years and you've maybe seen, uh, what, uh, 10th of the things there are to see. so much to see. You could spend your life there and never see it all for sure. You know, hundred percent. What I wanted to mention though, which neat about the baptistry. Um, so the baptistry is a, as Tony was saying, is a separate building, um, which is traditional, right? I mean, the, the idea that nothing impure can enter uh, the Holy of Holies, the sanctuary, the the inside of the church, right? And so the baptistry um, is this separate structure um, that you have to pass through in order to enter the church. So it's this idea that baptism is the sacrament of initiation before you fully enter the church, right? Um, so it's beautiful baptistry. And um, it said that that's a baptistry where um, St. Constantine or Emperor Constantine um, was baptized. baptized. Yep. And it's, it's, really stark when you walk in it, right? Big, huge open space. It's probably like the size of the inside of St. John Vianney. Mm. Um, but as soon as you walk in, there's just, there's three steps that lead down to this big basin. So, you know, we think about baptistries in the modern church, kind of like a birdbath sort of pedestal sort of thing, or even some more modern churches, which it's like a full kind of dunk, dunk tank. It's an irreverent way to say it, but you know what I mean? Like a pool. Okay. Kind of. This is like, a hundred times that size. Yeah, it's massive. And they would fill this whole basin up with water. And what you would do is you'd stand at the top 
and the three different I believes inside the Apostles Creed, right? I believe in God the Father, and you continue on there. I believe in God the Son, I believe in God the Holy Spirit. So the three I believes, and you descend one step further and further into the water as you as you make that profession of faith. And when you're at the base, then finally when you're baptized, then you ascend the three steps as you're dying and then arising into new life. Just really beautiful symbolism. So it's a really pious custom. Um, so I encourage anyone, if you go there, the baptistry at St. John Lateran is one of these places that not a lot of people visit or know about. Um, but it's worth a visit. Super worth a visit. Yeah. And I believe there's a plenary indulgence attached. If you make um, an act, um, if you make uh, a profession of faith at the baptistry. Huh. So when I went there, you know, they had it kind of closed off and stuff, but I just asked the sacristan to spoke no English. Yeah. But he was always very excited to let us in there and oh, yeah. and bring us down into the baptistry. So it was just very cool, that's super great. historic. So very awesome. It. Well, that's hip, man. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. So uh, if we're going to make it uh, over to the uh, rectory for a cigar, we're going to have to wrap this up. Okay. Well, let's wrap it up. Don't All forget right. to be wise. Yeah, it's a good uh, cigar review. I, uh, you know, that was my first review in some time. That, yeah, congratulations Thank on you. Uh, making it all the way through your cigar fast. And uh, we're, we hope that the fruits of your fast are, pro- are productive. Is that, that's redundant, isn't it? Mm. The fruits of your the fast. The fruits of your fast are, are evident, are no, manifest. No, that, that's that, not redundant. That if you your said fast that, is fruitful? You said, uh, we wish the fruits of your fast That your to be fruit fruitful. is fast? <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Let's stick to that one. So, I'm um, May glad. your fruit be fast. Well, the the fast could have been faster. You know, I'm just May saying. your fruit be fast and furious. Uh, shoot. I, this yeah. is a silly question. What is what cigar did you smoke when you came back uh, off the fast? There you go. Yeah. Well, did you I have to, you know, you come don't on. even have to tell right. us. Uh, you bummed one of mine off of me, so that means he doesn't remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, so um do we have any shout-outs? Um, Beyond what we've already given, I don't know. We're going to keep praying for Josh's grandfather. Yeah, and, and, and hi um, to Sarah. Praying for Sarah's safe travels back to, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. to the East Coast. And um, and everybody else who's asked us for prayer, be assured of that. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to all the people who treat us well mm-hmm. in these difficult times. And to everybody. Yeah. Now more than ever. Yeah, in fact. And uh, and hoping that we um, we can see the light of day through all this uh, craziness soon. Yeah, now listen, we do have, I'll just give you the mass schedule real quick. Okay, okay Monday, yeah. Tuesday, and Wednesday at 9 o'clock, it's outside. Or it's a little cold, but the sun shines, it's nice. All right, yeah. so then Thursday, Friday at 10. Sunday, we have mass at 10 and then 12 noon. Nice. Nice, awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Well, I, I do know somebody we haven't mentioned that we ought to mention. It's all of the veterans they have served in the troops yeah. um, for our country. And um, no matter what branch they come from or how long they've served, just deciding to serve for any length of time, there's a noble act. And so we appreciate all of your service. Mm-hmm. Yes, salute to Amen. you. Amen. Amen. And uh, don't forget to pray for all souls this month. Yeah. Stop for by sure. a cemetery. That's right. Incredible grace right now. That's um, right. You get to that, do it all uh, month, right? All month long. That's right. Go to, the, go, the to the, go to the cemetery all month long yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, pray. And our, uh, what is it? Uh, Apostles Creed. Apostles Creed, Our Father, right. Hail yeah, Mary, Mary, for glory. the intentions of the Pope. But you know what? E- even when you're just driving down the street, you pass a cemetery, yeah. throw up some Hail Marys for That's the people right. inside. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Eternal rest granted to them, O Lord. And, and let perpetual light shine upon, upon them all. Okay. Yep. SJVNM.org is our website. And drop us a line, Holy Smokes at SJVNM.org. We got an email this week, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw it. Nope. I got an email from this guy trying to sell us a new phone line for the church. So we're very excited about <laughs> wow, that. Wow, so, that's amazing. All right, well, we'll look forward to getting right. his review. Yeah, <laughs> Bye, everyone. Later. Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code BREADBOX at checkout for 20% off at CatholicSingles.com.